Well, 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 here we are again, back in my office, listening to the mingled sounds that represent silence. Uh, it's amazing how rarely we get absolute blissful peace. I like my silences to include birdsong and the rustle of leaves and maybe the, uh, the distant sound of uh, a grouse landing on the head of somebody who's just shot him. Uh, calm as a bitch, innit? Um, here I am, in my office, talking to you fine people. When I visualise you, you're, uh, you're female, early 50s, um, quite small but feisty. Uh, and you're looking for meaning, or if anything else, you're looking for entertainment. Um, people say to me, you know, you should bring more energy. I've met you. I've met you in life, and you've you've got a lot of spark. You've got a lot of passion about you. But when I hear you on the radio or whatever, you sound like you're you're a couple of steps away from suicide. Um, yeah, it's because when I'm on the radio, I tend to be on my own in a small booth. Uh, I I do tend to respond very well to to outside stimulus. So you know, ask me questions, get in touch, tell me things. Everything that I hear makes me think. I'm one of those strange people. Um, but the downside about being in my office today is that uh, I've had to open a window uh, because I made the mistake of changing Artie's nappy in here earlier on today and believe me that smell lingers uh, and that means with the window open the cats keep coming in and then coming out and then they bring me some sort of dead rodent usually decapitate it in front of me uh, and then piss off out again as if to say there you go we're all doing our bit we're all pulling together. Uh, if you listen very, very carefully, you'll hear the fattest of the cats, Lucky, scratching around at the door, trying to get out, having just come in. Because cats are like that. I think I read somewhere that uh, that your, your inner creativity, if you're a creative person, is a cat. It doesn't really take any notice of you. And to shout at it and try and bend it to your will, is like uh, shouting at a cat. It just looks as if to say, I don't understand. This is, uh, this, I don't know how I came up with that. I don't know where that came from, but because I was having a conversation earlier on today about uh, how creative people are supposed to make money. Uh, and that's a difficult one of the best of times. But now, lockdown, quarantine, whatever you want to call it, where do you go from here? I mean, I've got a book out at the moment, Borrowed Time. I'm quite pleased with it, really. Quite proud. Um, I think it's going to be a cold day in hell before that one sees the uh, the Sunday Times bestseller list. Largely because nobody's going out and buying books. And the libraries are closed. And the libraries are, are tend to be where most people pick up my stuff. But you don't realise this, people. But the libraries have to buy those books from publishers. Uh, and if libraries aren't buying books because nobody's coming out to get them, that means that my books aren't getting into anybody's hands, uh, which leaves you with uh, with massive great conglomerates, uh, capitalist behemoths selling books, and uh, you know that's that's not necessarily the best way either for the future of this industry. So I could do with a with a, a bit of a boost. You know, even if it's just the chocolate bar, that'll be fine. Because I do work very hard on these stories. I do try and write the books that I think people are going to enjoy. 
um, or if not enjoy, at least absorb and feel? You know, there's a question for you. Do you think that novels are entertainment? There's an awful lot of writers who would uh, who would, would would blanch at that very idea. You know, is, uh, is is listening to the opera entertainment? Is staring at a Caravaggio entertainment? That's uh, an interesting one. And I'm one of those philosophical thinkers who doesn't have to come up with an answer. I'm not sure that what I do is entertainment for people. I know that if you've got the option of sitting watching people fall off trampolines on YouTube or delving into an incredibly dense, complex psychological murder mystery, I know which one seems like the, uh, the bigger undertaking for your mind, especially at dark times. So maybe I should be writing Frivolous Froth, which is definitely a good name for a beer. Uh, if you listen very carefully, you can hear the sound of, uh, of suds gurgling away down our drain, which suggests somebody has done tonight's dishes. The dishes tonight being uh, a few scraps of paper, because we simply couldn't be bothered to get plates. We've reached that stage, we really have. Um, by now, I would have grown a beard if I didn't already have one, and it was too obvious. Uh, it's a, it's, it's, I can feel the tide turning out there, and I'm frightened. I've got to be honest. People seem to be thinking, I've given this a few days, and there's no cure. I've given this, you know, I've, I've, I've dipped a toe into this whole social, social isolation thing, and yet it seems like the world's still going to shit. How's that? Why, why, why isn't that happening? Um, and they, they were very worse, just when I thought things couldn't get any worse. Michael Gove started appearing places. Have you ever seen a face more deserving of a smack in the mouth? And I'm not advocating violence. Not, not, not against many people, just, just him. What's wrong with that man's head? I've never seen anything like it. I've never met a more punchable man in my life. And I've met Prince Andrew. I mean, got me wrong. I'd, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to give a kidney punch to to Boris Johnson, but I'd imagine it would be like punching a roll of carpet. Uh, and you know, I'd never tire of uh, of slamming Piers Morgan's face into a few things, even though he does seem to have found his his niche right about now. Uh, some of the things he's saying, actually, actually might be uh, worth listening to which pains me a great deal but I suppose even a even a blind squirrel sometimes finds a nut don't they so um, what else am I going to talk to you about uh, I can tell you about my uh, the book before this one because you can actually buy this in shops uh, or from direct from publishers or uh, find it yourself you know what I'm doing all this work for you this one's called A Rush of Blood it's by David Mark uh, a complex and frightening work and Mark is writing at the very top of his game uh, that's a starred review in uh, Publishers Weekly you know, have you got a starred review in Publishers Weekly? well to be honest if you're an author and you're listening to this probably uh, but nevertheless you know it makes me feel good it's something that I can say when I'm being shouted at for not doing something that I should have uh, I, I once had a fairly lengthy, slightly stoned conversation about whether or not Chesney Hawks is allowed to not take the bin bags out because, uh, you know, he's Chesney Hawks. Um, and he's done something of, of achievement. Does that mean that he's therefore um, allowed to be whatever he wants for the rest of his life? You decide. If this was local radio, I'd be inviting you to call in in what would definitely be one of the weirdest 
phone-ins of all time. But yeah, A Rush of Blood by David Mark. A Missing Child, A Brutal Killer, A Terrifying Game of Cat and Mouse. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's good. Uh, if I do say so myself. Um, what else can I tell you about it? It's a standalone psychological thriller. Character-driven, gory, startling. Um, Mark can handle the darkest of plots with a jolt of black humour. Beautifully crafted, filled with flashbacks and horror and angst. Strange and unexpected twists, vivid characters, constant feeling of foreboding. Um, I've heard he's a magnificent lover. Uh, I'll tell you all about it. When her friend, Meda, fails to turn up for dance class one evening, ten-year-old Hilda is convinced that something bad has happened to her, despite Meda's family's reassurances. Unable to shake off her concerns, Hilda turns to her mother, Molly, for help. Molly runs the Jolly Bonnet, a pub with links to the Whitechapel murders of a century before, and a meeting place for an assortment of eccentrics drawn to its warm embrace. Among them is Lottie. Pathologist by day, vlogger by night, Lottie in help, enlists the help of her army of online fans and uncovers evidence that Meda isn't the first young girl to go missing. But Molly and Lottie's investigations attract unwelcome attention. They find themselves on the trail of a killer with a taste for the macabre and a thirst for blood. Two worlds are about to collide in a terrifying game of cat and mouse played out on the rain-lashed streets of London's East End, a historic neighbourhood that has run red with the blood of innocence for centuries. I've got to be honest, when I wrote this, I scared the shit out of myself. Um, so what's going to do to you people, I, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really quite like this one. Um, it's my London book. It's... Uh, it's it's my attempt to, to make sense of the East End and these dark rain lashed streets and these these little um, cosy watering holes that beckon you in on a cold cold November evening. Uh, these eccentrics who don't seem to have a home to go to and they gather. Uh, yeah, there's a murder mystery in that setting is an absolute feast for a, a writer like me. Somebody with a, a thirst for the Gothic. So, yeah, check it out. A Rush of Blood, David Mark. Um, and while you're there, you know, try my other stuff too. We'll get on to Detective Sergeant Hector McAvoy in another podcast. Uh, he seems to be the one that you've all... <laughs> by all, I mean all six of you. But he seems to be the one that people can't get enough of, which is good, because there's a new one out, published by Amazon, that you can buy for actual money and then read with your actual eyes. I, I hope you like it. Um, that one's called Darkness Falls, but to be honest, there are so there's there's over a million words in print by me, all available to be bought, all available to be enjoyed, all available to be consumed, um, all all available to be ignored completely. Uh, in which case, you know, you're not really welcome here, <laughs> unless you think this is what I should be doing. That my shambolic ramblings about this, that, and your mother. Uh, this is my true calling and you want to enjoy me for this in which case I'll be expecting some kind of uh, remuneration I think that's only fair um, now that's all I've got for you today it's been a tricky one I've got to be honest took Artie out for a walk in the countryside earlier on managed to convince her that uh, there was a, an elephant up a tree and very, we spent a very pleasant 20 minutes throwing apples up to him imaginary apples obviously but uh, yeah, she enjoyed it. She uh, 
if she didn't enjoy it, she humoured me, which is the best you can ask of a two and a half year old. Uh, and just on cue, Lucky appears at the window again, as if to say, are you still prattling on? Nobody cares, David, nobody cares. Uh, no, probably not, but uh, we're all bored. Nobody's got anything to do. And if you've got time to go on Facebook and you've got time to play shit on your phone and if you've got time to watch soaps, you've got time to pick up a book. You really have. Uh, failing that, just, just, just buy one, really, and give it to somebody that you don't like. I reckon that's the marketing strategy. Absolutely nailed. Okay, uh, I've got writing to do. I'm 20,000 words into the next book that I'm writing. It's all set in a prison. Uh, it's it's coming together. I, I can't wait for the, you know, my reader to actually be able to dive into it. Anyway, message me. I get very lonely. Yeah. Even, I'm at my least lonely when alone. That's a bizarre thing, isn't it? That's a good thing about having voices in your head, you see. As soon as you can hear them, you're never short of company. So, keep your chins up. When you get happy enough, you can send me a message explaining how to do it. Okay, look after yourselves out there. Don't touch each other, unless you already have, in which case, my God, enjoy one another. Uh, and uh, just don't eat all the fucking pasta. Okay? Kids need it. It's all we've been feeding them for 15 God, you, God knows how many long years. Alright, take care. Bye-bye.